this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? podcast is brought to you by my $7 Kickstarter kit from the Money for Mummy bundle. This is kind of like the dipping your toe in before you jump in the deep end of joining my Money for Mummy six-part program. The Kickstarter kit includes my five questions for fast manifestation of money and removing your mindset blocks. These are the five questions I asked myself and that I worked through to manifest $16,000 in 24 hours plus my badass budget calculator. This is valued over $200 and it's actually what the girls in my full program get access to. Together with a bunch of other goodies as well, some meditations, access to my private Facebook group, it's worth over $400 and you today can access it through the link in the show notes for just $7. So go click that and then let's get stuck into this week's podcast. Good morning, Facebook land. Um, let's get make sure we're all good on Instagram too. Right now... I have the most elaborate setup happening right now. Um, I can't show you because I'm using my phone and my computer, but I've got my computer going and then I have my tripod set up with my phone because I needed to charge my phone and it won't work if I try and just stand it up against my computer like I normally do. So I've got this very elaborate setup. Probably if anyone walks into my house right now, they'd think I'm incredibly professional with all this setup. I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm pretty sure if I actually touch anything, it's going to completely fall to pieces. And my charger cord is resting on my laptop and keeps accidentally putting shift and caps off on. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. We might make it through this live. We might run out of battery. My phone might charge a cord, might turn off my computer. We just don't know what's going to happen. But I have had a bunch of questions um, this week about money guilt around the relationship, men, women, um, you know, together, who's making the money, who's maybe not working or who is working but still feels guilty and, and a lot of questions um, around that type of topic. Hi, everyone on Facebook and Instagram. I'm, I'm going to probably look at Instagram most of the time um, because most of the people are watching on Instagram. So if I look kind of weird and cross-eyed, that is why. Um, so we're talking about money guilt when one partner works and the other partner doesn't that seems to be the majority of questions i'm getting at the moment of course the whole um issue around feeling money guilt when you are not working when you're just like looking after not going to say just please don't get me wrong i am a stay-at-home mom hardest job ever but when you're looking after the family and you feel guilt spending any money because you're not contributing financially um you know, I've, I've had questions about that, but that's not quite what I'm going to touch on today. I might do another live for that. 
what I want to chat about with you guys today is when you are both working and yet you as a mum, as you as the woman, still feel guilty, still feels guilty for spending money. So I don't know, you may have experienced this before, you may not have, that's totally okay, but it is a question that I'm getting asked a lot. So rather than try and rush through it on an Instagram story, I thought I'd take some time to answer properly, you know, how my how I've come to terms with that in my experience and how I work through that with my clients. So the first thing to understand is that that, that money guilt feeling, it all, no matter what situation you're feeling that money guilt in, it all comes from the same place. And that is your belief system around money and your own self-worth. So all the guilt that you feel around money, all the shame that you feel around money, all the fear that you feel around money, all comes from the same place, which is your money story. But it's how, it's how we get to that guilt. It's the system, it's the process, it's the experience in which we're having it, which kind of changes how we address it. The first thing I want you guys to make sure that if you are feeling money guilt in a relationship, it is important to recognize first, is this an internal matter? Is it something that is directly with my money story, directly, you know, in my anxieties taken over? Is the money guilt something I'm creating within myself, which is okay, that's not a bad thing, and we'll, we'll get to working on that. Or is it something that someone else is putting on you? So, because these are two completely separate things. If you have um, a partner who makes comments about, well, what have you done all day, or, um, you know, how are you, you know, what are you doing with your money or should you really be going out with your friend? If, if you're getting comments and influences from the outside, it's recognizing that we have to go through kind of like a process of detachment, okay? But it does make it a little bit different to how we deal with it when it's just completely internal money guilt. So, for example, I have a client who was experiencing the same thing. So her husband worked full time. He owns a retail store and she was working part time, um, you know, as a medical administrator, as like in a, in an office, in a dentist's office, as a medical administrator. I don't know, not receptionist because it was a little bit more than that. Anyway, medical admin, she was working medical admin and, you know, it would come to her days off where she would obviously be looking after with the kids because working full time, the cost of daycare, it all wasn't working out for them. So she worked three days, had two days at home with her kids and it would come down to this kind of like battle of wills. It's like, well, you get four days off and I only get two days off. Or, you know, he would be there home on the weekends and watch Netflix or play video games the whole time. And if she asked for any help, it would be like, well, you've had four days you don't have to work as much. Like it was this type of, just this subtle, passive aggressive battle. So what happened was anytime she bought anything, whether it was for the kids, you know, new school shoes for the kids, um, whether she took them to the movies on the school holidays, if she did anything without him, if she did anything that was not, um, how am I trying to explain this? But if she did anything, there was like this passive aggressive little like, oh, oh, okay. So just like, yeah, taking the kids out and having a great time without me kind of subtle aggression. So she would feel guilt every time she did, not only did something without her partner um, or spent money. And this was even though she was working part-time. So there was this, this kind of battle. She's like, well, do I go back to work full-time? Um, and then we're equal, then we're even, right? 
Um, but even when she did trial that for three or four weeks, it didn't make a difference. So they were both working full time and yet she was still having all this guilt about money. And at the end of the day, she could have worked on it as much as she possibly could herself. But until she had a conversation with her partner about the way that he was speaking to her, about the way he addressed money in their relationship, about like, why are you so upset that I'm working part time? Would you like to work part time instead? Can I work full time? Until they had those conversations, no matter how much internal work she did, she was always going to cop that guilt put on her by someone else. Okay, so that's, that's the one scenario where the guilt kind of pops up. The other way is where they're working, you're working, they don't have any problems with money. They don't, they're not saying you shouldn't buy stuff. They're not making any comments about, well, I make more than you. They're, you know, there's no outside influence. There's no one trying to make you feel guilty about money. And yet you still feel it. This was me. So I, I can give a little bit more expertise on this particular one because my husband is a, God, he is amazing. And he was very much, no, you go back to full-time work when the kids are at school and you're going to stay home and raise our little, like all he wanted to be was a dad. He told me it's 17, 17. We've been dating for two weeks and he's like, look, I'm in this. I want to be a dad. It's the most important thing in the world to me. I want to be a dad. I want to get married and have kids. Like, are we doing this or are you wasting my time? And I was six, like I was 16. I'm like, uh, okay so kids were on the cards very young for us he knew like he's like i want you to be a stay-at-home mom and all this um so yeah when i was not working there was that i went back to work maybe like for four months after eric was born because i was bored and then um now looking back realizing he is autistic that he was super independent i didn't really need me for much except for a breastfeed and a nappy change and he was really happy um so yeah that first six months of parenting was actually really boring for me so i went back to work and then you know he got more interesting and got more fun and, and i stayed home um with him after that that sounds really really awful doesn't it if you guys know me you'll know that like stay like full-time parenting is with nothing else is just not for me, I need a challenge, I need adult conversation. Um, but in that first year, there was only one time he actually said, verbalized anything that made me feel guilt from the outside. And that was, we were having a family dinner and everyone was asking me like, oh, how are you enjoying, you know, having Eric at home and everything? I was like, oh, it's okay. Like I mop my floors twice a day, I'm pretty bored. Um, and Aaron's like, well, we've only got until he's five and then you're going back to work full time. That is the only comment he's ever made in our entire 11 year relationship where I felt any form of guilt. Like I felt like I wasn't doing enough or that I didn't deserve to spend money or have any joy because I wasn't financially contributing. The rest of my money guilt that I have ever felt has been completely internal. It is stuff that, you know, with my money story growing up with the way that I believe and relate and think about money, it has been completely created by me in my head, the money guilt that I'm feeling because no one else is putting that on to me at all. My husband's not saying you shouldn't spend that, you shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. He has, he literally gives no fucks what I do about money. He does not care as long as there is money for beer and full drive parts and the house is paid. He doesn't give a rat's ass. He really doesn't care. And he said this with my business and everything, even when I've, you know, we've had 
$2,300 to our name. And I'm like, honey, I just paid $2,000 to a business coach. And he's like, okay, if you think it'll work, like he just literally gives no fucks about money. Um, so all of this money guilt I was feeling was completely internal. It was me going, I don't deserve anything. I don't deserve any pleasure. I don't deserve any joy. I don't deserve to spend a single cent on myself because I'm not financially contributing. Um, and part of it, I think, is a societal problem is we have this, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up with a lot of movies watching where, um, I don't know, like the, the woman was always high maintenance or difficult and, you know, the man cheated eventually. Like they always, it's like they owed each other something the whole time. So when I was not working and I was raising my son, I never saw that as enough the fact that I was raising a human being. But when I eventually was contributing to my family, the money guilt stayed and I thought it would go. I thought, you know, I feel this fear and guilt and disgust around being a stay at home mom and not contributing to our family. And just my husband works so hard and I'm just at home. And, you know, I was too scared to put fuel in the car. I didn't want to spend money like driving around the countryside while he was working. So I would walk everywhere in the pram. Um, I wouldn't go out. For, I wouldn't go out for coffee and stuff. Girlfriends would be like, let's go out. Let's catch up. Have that like other interaction with mums. And I'd be like, no, 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 because he's working so hard. I don't deserve to just go out for coffee with people. So it was like this form of self punishment. Like he's working so hard and I have this baby and I can't work so hard. So I'm going to punish myself by not experiencing any pleasure, any joy, any social interaction and just be a miserable bitch. It was, it was this form of self punishment, this form of going, you're not working right now. So you're not worthy enough. And I thought it would change when I started making money. I started my spray tanning business six years ago and I was pulling in, you know, a decent part-time wage. It's, I've always made, since I started that business, I've consistently always made the equivalent of a part-time income. So if I was to go back to work 20 to 30 hours a week in my previous job as managing a optical store, like I've always made sure I've made the same amount of money. Um, so I started my spray tanning business six years ago. I was starting to make money. And then, you know, second and third business came along. You're watching Sexy Selfish now. Um, the fact is some months I make a lot more money than my husband, like four or five times the amount my husband makes. And you know what? If you don't do with your, like the amount of money that you make and contribute to your family will not cure the money guilt unless you deal with the money guilt, you know, because the money guilt comes from a separate place. So I think that there's two factors to it. It is definitely society puts this kind of thing on us that, um, you know, if, you know the Yummy Mummies TV show? that was on that horrific, did anyone watch that? That horrific, I think it's on Netflix or Stan now, The Yummy Mummies, where it was all like these ridiculous women, head to toe in designer brands with their babies fully dressed in designer brands. And like, I'm not telling you how to prioritize to spend your money, but that was the worst, worst representation of a mum ever ever because suddenly stay at home mums were put into this bracket where we're either high maintenance and we spend a lot of money or we're lazy. And then working mums, you know, are put into this bracket where they're either like this career focused, hungry, ambitious money 
bitch that just doesn't care about her kids or they're put into this, well, they have to work for money situation. And um, that's not my opinion. That's kind of like the overall in the research that I've done, the, the system, how the system betrays those personalities. And that's what can contribute to that feeling of guilt. For me, even when I was contributing financially and even contributing way more than my husband financially, I still felt guilt around money. I think some of it is to do with the, the system, outside influences, how mums are portrayed and the judgment, especially other women, like women, it's this women against women judgment that is so, so full on. All of the women bashing comes from, not physically, obviously, but all of the, the guilt, the shame, the fear, it comes from other women. In the majority of the time, all the hate comes from other women, all the judgment, all the shame, all the guilt. It is coming from other women, from other mums. So the money guilt that I felt when I was actually making a lot of money still came from this perfectionist part of me that was like, we have all these big goals as a family and we have all this big vision and I need to work so hard and I need to hustle. And it just felt like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't stop. Don't stop. Don't get complacent. Don't buy the pretty shoes. And then once I actually, this was about a couple of years ago, I was still really stuck in this money guilt place. And I actually had to sit down. I'd started diving into money mindset work a couple of years ago, which has obviously led me to where I'm today as money mindset coach. Um, but I had to actually sit down to Aaron and be, and I had to talk to him. I knew that I had to go, wait a minute. What do you actually think? Do you think I'm crazy with money? Do you think I'm frivolous? Like, what do you see me as? Do you get upset when I buy things? I had to sit down and have that conversation with him and be like, what is your take on this? Because so far, all I have is my point of view. And my point of view is saying, you're not allowed to spend a cent on anything. And if you do, guilt is the consequence. And self-punishment and loathing and fear and shame around money is what you're destined to have because of it. I needed to sit down with my husband and go, is this the case? Is this actually what you are putting on to me? Do you think that I spend money? Do you get upset when I spend money? Do you feel like I'm flowing away like all the hard-earned cash from you and from me? And he's like, no. What? How did you, like, man brain, they don't think the way we think. Completely different. And if you don't communicate that, you will be stuck in a cycle of assumption forever. I had to talk with him and I'm like, do you think that? And he's like, no. I don't give a shit what you do with money. I don't care what you buy. If you need a new dress, buy a new dress. And he's like, if you got, you know, one pair of jeans that looks exactly the same as the other pair of jeans and there's no difference between it, that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. If you, if you have 82 pairs of high heels and you wear high heels twice a year, that will make me feel uncomfortable. So it was recognising that, you know, I actually don't, sometimes I care what he does with his money. If we have a bill to pay and he spends that money on beer instead, you know, I might have something to say about it. But the fact is he does, he doesn't care what I do with my money. I don't care what he does with his money. Like, he didn't care. So once I removed that, I'm like, he actually doesn't, he's not thinking all these things. It's like I was filling in the gaps mentally. I was, go, I was buying a new jacket and it was feeling amazing and then I was mentally filling in his side of the conversation, going, he'll be thinking, why did you buy a new jacket? Oh, my, like, she's spending my money again. I was, I was having both sides of the conversation 
without having the conversation. And that is the first missing link. So when you, if you are having issues around feeling money guilt, even though you know, you're both contributing to your family, the first thing you need to do is actually say, let's have a conversation about this. Um, I need to ask you a couple of things. I'm feeling this way. What is your take on it? Because at the moment you're just filling in the other side of the conversation. You need to actually have the conversation. The second part of it for me was realizing that the money guilt I was feeling came from my money story, my money blueprint, the way that I relate to money, the belief system that I have that was imprinted on me as a child and has been reaffirmed since. So we all have a money story. Every single person have a money story. It's whether it's good or bad that can, you know, that is controlling the decisions and your relationship with money right now. My money story as a child, when I think back to why I felt money guilt, it was because there was, my dad was married before. I didn't know that until I was about 13. He was married before. <laughs> um, I didn't know. It was a big shock when I find out. I was like, do I have step sisters and brothers? But no, they didn't have kids. But the first marriage my, my dad was in, he was 21 and he married, I think like a young, he was like 19 or 18, his wife. She didn't work and it was back in the 70s or the early 80s and it was very much stay-at-home wife, husband works three jobs to keep things going. And my dad did work three jobs and she, she did blow it all because she was just a young girl. She'd never worked. She didn't understand the value of working, of hard work, of, of the dollar, really. So he would work three jobs, barely sleep, you know, coast down the car, like coast his cars down the hill so he didn't have to use petrol, like put it in neutral. Um, just crazy stuff to try and make money. And she was just ordering new carpets and ordering and just making a home beautiful and all this stuff. So there was a breakdown of communication, obviously. Um, between what their expectations for a marriage was. I think she was looking for someone to look after her and just give her everything she wanted. And, you know, that's not what he wanted in a partner. So eventually the marriage broke up. But the ghost of that relationship haunted my parents' marriage. And for a long time it haunted mine because there was this underlying thing of you must not be a high-maintenance woman. You must be grateful. You must be appreciative. You must never take your husband for granted. You, you're like, it was so, to go, I was so terrified of turning into this woman that I didn't even know because I watched my mum so terrified of turning into this woman she didn't even know. She worked so hard to keep things under wraps and she, she followed the same system. Like, well, my husband's first wife just spent everything with no consideration and if, if I want this to work, I have to be the opposite. So she was incredibly frugal. She budgeted everything. She never did anything for herself. It took, how old was I? I reckon about 14. And she finally, she did something crazy. And she went and ordered a spa for our backyard. And she got new curtains done. And it was like this huge thing. And then um, once, a couple of years ago, we went for a business event. We went to Singapore one year and Thailand the next year. And that was like, massive for her because she'd never done anything and the guilt still popped up but that was part of my money story 
it was what was passed on to me. It was hereditary, that fear of being a high-maintenance woman, that fear of enjoying nice things, enjoying wealth, that fear of spending money in case your husband or your partner disapproved. And it was a really, really complicated story to try and unravel. And I've done that through my own work. So I guess what I'm trying to say, that money guilt stems from somewhere. That money guilt you're feeling and experiencing, it comes from your belief system around money. It comes from what you've experienced in terms of whether money is good or bad or evil or you know only um, greedy, ambitious, awful women want money or, you know, you must be appreciative. Women don't deserve to have a lot of wealth. It's all designed to keep you small, to keep you playing small. And your money story is what is triggering that guilt within you. So on, a, on things you can do straight away, I'll wrap this up. So I feel like, oh, if I keep going, I'll start rambling even more than I already am. Things you can do straight away is you need to have the conversation with your partner. If you are feeling guilt because it is you know, you're equally contributing and you still feel guilt around money, you need to have a conversation because at the moment you're filling in the conversation yourself. You need to actually understand how they feel. You need to get out how you feel about finances and then work from there. The second thing you can do is actually have a look at your money story, at your belief system around money. I could talk about that for hours. So all I'm going to say at the moment is if you do want to do a little bit more work on your money story, send me a DM. Um, we can have a little bit of a chat. Otherwise, I have a 10-day Money Bay program, which is all about kind of journaling and unlocking and going a little bit deeper into that belief system about money and then rewriting it to create a more positive financial future, more abundant future for you and your family. The money story is sometimes it's like having a big ball of wool and you just find the end and you like pull a thread and you keep pulling and you keep pulling and there's this big tangle and you just go deeper and deeper into it. But at the end of the day, you have to understand what your processes are, what your system is, you know, because we have these program thoughts and these program pathways. And you have to understand what they are before you can decide to create a new pathway. Make sense? Awesome. So that's kind of my background with my money guilt and hopefully what you can do in regards to this, this situation around how, why do I still feel money guilt? Because I work. That's the question I kept getting. And so I guess this is a response now. Why do I still feel money guilt before? Because even though I work, it's, are you filling in the gaps in a conversation? Are you assuming, you know, are you creating the money guilt in your head? You have to decide whether that's a yes or no by having a conversation. Second, it's money story. It always comes back to money story. It will always come back to your belief system around money. So, yeah, I'll pop some links up. Check it out. If you want to discuss this further, go a little bit deeper into it, just send me a DM. Hit me up. Slide on into my DMs and let's have a chat. If you have any more questions, if you're watching the replay, um, I'll be doing some more Q&A uh, style videos as well. So if you have anything else you want to learn about money, any blocks that you're having, any thoughts or negative beliefs around money, please comment, let me know, ask the question, and I will try and make some time to answer it for you.
If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.